Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about letting go with love. If you are in a season where you know that a relationship needs to come to an end, or perhaps you've already let go of a relationship, and I'm talking about with a client or with a family member, a friend, and you're just having a hard time, listen to this episode. I'm going to share with you some insights that might help you put some compassionate closing to it. And I hope that as you listen to this, have an open heart and open mind for what I have to say. You can get some really practical tips coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. I'm so glad that you're with me today. This is definitely one of these episodes that has touched my heart on a really personal level. And I'm hoping that as you're listening to what I have to say, that it's going to really help you as well. But if this is your very first time listening, thank you so much for listening and choosing to spend your time with me. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it. And those of you guys who have been listening for multiple episodes, thank you so much for joining me here today. This is a podcast that is definitely geared for the introvert, but we cover a lot of topics not just for entrepreneurs, but just for improving your life as well, because I truly believe that entrepreneurs need support in all areas of their lives, not just in business alone. And I'm hoping that I am providing that resource for you. If you'd like to dive in a little bit more up learning more about me, visit me on my website, denisechili.com. And you can click about me and learn more about me. And what we're going to be talking about can be found in more depth in my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program where we look at all facets of your life, including people of influence, and help us to uncover past hurts, old hang-ups, and help us to emerge happier and confident. Amazing Attitude can only be found on my website as well, denisechili.com. Click the Courses tab, and then you can find Amazing Attitude. I'll also drop a link in the show notes below. And with that being said, let's dive into today's topic. For a lot of us, it's really hard for us to admit that we've been hurt. We live in a society, and when I say society, I'm specifically speaking about Western society, but even if you're outside of the the, uh, United States, you may be able to relate this whole idea of don't let them see you sweat, meaning don't let them see you feel uncomfortable or hurt or in pain. Put up a step upper lip and all these things are more or less summarizing don't let anyone see you in pain or in suffering and I don't believe that that does us any good in our lives in our business and in everywhere else that we have to interact with people I remember many years ago a mentor told me that my business was a direct reflection about how I viewed myself and how I viewed my world. And it's true, I more or less treated business associates the way I did family members. And I treated 
colleagues, the way that I treated friends. And I saw so many overlaps when I finally allowed myself to explore my own hurts, my own pains, my own past issues. And one of the topics that has been on my mind, and I've been talking about this with other clients, is this whole issue of letting go, especially when things have been done wrong against you. And I know for a lot of us, we don't want to admit that we've become addicted to resentment, addicted to anger, addicted to feeling a sense of being a victim based on what someone did or didn't do or didn't do right. And it's almost as if we have this invisible badge that says, I've been a victim of circumstance, person, event, or thing. And if that's you, if that's what you're struggling with right now in your life, I want to let you know that you're not alone. I think for a good chunk of my life, heck, it didn't really even stop if I had to be totally honest with you until I was 32, 33, where I really had to take personal responsibility. And I didn't really even know what personal responsibility was. I always thought as if this was something that somebody else would have to do, and then I would forgive them. And then I would feel better about that. But let me honestly ask you a question. Let me honestly ask you a question. If you had someone that did you wrong, it could be they cheated you on a project that they were supposed to deliver a certain amount, but they shorthanded you, or perhaps they lied, or perhaps something, or they 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 talked crap about you behind your back. They tried to slander and defame your name, whatever. Let's say they came up to you and they said, you know what? I admit that I did X, Y, and Z to you. And I even acknowledge that it caused B, C, and D harm to your business or your life. Will you please forgive me? Honestly, ask yourself, even if you say I accept your apology, would you honestly really feel good in your heart afterwards, after they did it? Maybe initially, but then you'll still remember about the lost opportunities or perhaps the people who didn't look at you right the same way again or perhaps your world never really recovered the same way even if they you heard their words of apologies and I want to let you know that what you're dealing with and what you're facing is not alone and it's not unique I have been betrayed in more ways than one from people that I thought were allies people who I thought were connected with me, people that I thought really wanted to support me. And I realized that they were not even caring about me. They were only supporting their own agenda. And I want to let you know that you're not alone. Even if someone says they apologize, even if they come around, that hurt, that pain, all that stuff still exists. I talk about this a lot in depth in my course, Amazing Attitude. You should check that out if you're interested in learning more about the psychological impacts, 
long after the hurt's been done. But for the purposes of our time with one another, I want us to walk through and really examine what happens next. How do we move on from this type of hurt and betrayal and moving on from those seasons where we we really don't feel as if we can move on, okay? And part of it will be, as I mentioned earlier, about taking some personal responsibility. And, pers- and part of it will be having some honesty about who we are and, and what we can do next. Because for a lot of us, we've been so attached and so addicted to explaining that we had no part in our roles. But in reality, we did. And that's okay, I want us to enter this thought into our minds where we acknowledge the past, but we refuse to shut the door on it, meaning that we know that things all happen for a reason. Even the things where we messed up, even the things where we didn't get it all right, but we can learn what we can do differently tomorrow. And that's the whole point of learning and growing and being on this planet, at least in my opinion, is that we're just learning along the way and that's okay. And with all that being said, I want us to talk about certain things that we can do right now. The first thing is I want to ask you, what have you learned about yourself through the process of the hurt? And for a lot of us, we never really asked ourselves that question. We were always just still stuck on the hurt and how it's impacted us. But we haven't really learned who we are as we've gone through it. I was thinking about a particular event in my life, specifically around my my father. And I remember one of the things that he constantly uh didn't do was um, provide certain resources when I needed them. And as a result of being constantly disappointed by certain things not showing up on time when I needed it, I learned to be a very meticulous planner. I learned to become a backup of backup of backup planners, meaning that even if I something went down not the way I wanted, at least I knew I had another option. And then if that didn't go down, at least I knew I had another option. That's what I learned about myself was that I learned that I was resilient and I learned that I was resourceful and I learned that I was creative. I want you to ask yourself now, what have you learned about yourself through that process? What new skills and what resources that you've learned? I have a hard time imagining that even in the most horrific betrayal or the most horrible event that has happened, that you didn't pick up some new skill set along the way. Perhaps you, and I'm not talking about resentment, okay? That's not a skill set to pick up. I'm talking about certain things that you could teach and show other people. Perhaps you've learned to be an excellent planner, or perhaps you've learned to be able to understand that life doesn't always work out the way things 
you idealistically want them. Perhaps you drop the fairy tale thinking. Perhaps you learn to become more of a pragmatic. Perhaps you've learned to have more discipline for yourself. Perhaps you've learned to lean in more into your spiritual side of yourself. I don't know. I'm just throwing out certain things because for a lot of us, we downplay that and we only focus on the negative things. I'm hoping that as you're thinking, you can jot down at least three to four things that you've learned more about yourself that could never never have happened unless you've gone through that particular circumstance, okay? Now, the second thing I want to ask you is, were you putting that particular person or circumstances in in a godlike or a deity position let me explain what i'm talking about and this happens a lot specifically with us in the romantic but it can also overlap in business as well where we date this person or we're involved in this romantic relationship and we almost absolve ourselves of all personal responsibility to do certain things that we normally could do on our own. Perhaps we stop believing that we can throw out the trash or do our taxes or tend to some domestic issues in the house surrounding the kids or perhaps paying the bills or something else around the house. And we completely depend on that other person to take care of everything. Or perhaps, let's even go a little more deeper. We were depending on that person for a sense of emotional well-being and self-worth and value. I'll never forget, I had this conversation with a client many, many years ago. And she told me about her ex-husband. And he was emotionally abusive. And I asked her what really happened. Was it that way in the beginning? And he's like, no, no, he was very wonderful. He always told me that you could depend on me for everything. And I'll be your support. I'll be your family. I'll be your everything. And you know what? He did become her everything to the point where he was alienating her away from everyone else. But when you think about it, he was fulfilling what he wanted. He said that he was going to do. He was going to be literally everything. A lot of people, I talk about this in my course in Amazing Attitude, about believing people on their face value. If someone is telling you who they are, what they're about, what their agenda is, believe them. Believe them. And we get into these problems where we're asking people to transform themselves other than what they first displayed themselves to be. There is a common expression. They say that when men marry women, the men hope that the women don't change and the women hope that the men will never change and everyone's equally disappointed. The whole thing is that we're expecting certain results to happen that's not based on any form of track history or reality it's just our wishful thinking thinking if we were totally honest with ourselves and i see the same thing coming with people in our work relationships think about work relationships we expect clients to pay on time and not mouth off and not do all these things and and granted they seem like they're reasonable things but guess what if we don't enforce that behavior 
to say, hey, look, you can't call me all hours of the night, or hey, you can't disrespect my crew members, or you can't talk to me any kind of way, or yeah, it, bills are due on the 15th, no matter what, unless we have some arrangement that was made beforehand. This is how it goes. And we get ourselves in all these pickles of situations because we're expecting certain things that the other party never agreed to, or we're expecting them to be godlike and fix everything and never fall through the cracks. And both of those extremes are not good, I might add. So you have to really ask yourself right now, did you put that person in a particular position that they couldn't even live up to even if they wanted to? Or perhaps they told you who they were, but you didn't want to believe it. Perhaps you thought that you could manipulate and control. Or perhaps you thought that Things would just turn it around, but you didn't. You did nothing on your end to try to resolve it. And I know, I know this may hurt as I say that because who wants to admit? Oh my goodness, I was giving this person or situation way more power and way more clout over me than they deserved or merited. And I want to let you know that it's okay to say, "Oh snap, this happened," but. I'm still okay. I'm st- I'm still a person that's able to learn and grow and refine and change. Really ask yourself what part did you do in terms of trying to elevate this person or the situation. And lastly, I want to ask you as part of this forgiveness and, and moving on, what can you do differently? What can you do differently the next time something happens? For example, I was talking with my husband about a particular person that is within my circle of influence and I knew that they were struggling with certain things and they were very uncomfortable and after certain conversations, it was very apparent to me that they were looking for more sympathy for than solutions and afterwards, it was almost as if I became their public enemy number one. As soon as they saw me, they would walk across the street and pretend as if I was a total stranger or perhaps literally carrying a virus. And it was really apparent to me that this person was not well mentally. And I couldn't even figure out how in the world that could behavior could could transpire between the two of us. And when I thought about it and reflection, there were so many warning signs in the beginning of our interactions that there was something off with this person. There was something terribly off with this person. And I remember thinking to myself, well, it's not that bad. Well, and I, I just, I, I kept on saying, well, 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 meaning that it wasn't going to be a big deal but it was a big deal it was violating red flags for me left right and center I want to ask you something have you developed a list of things that you have learned as preventative cautions when you're like okay this particular person or thing is setting off your spidey senses or your alarm inner alarm bells that are telling you there's something totally off and totally wrong and that perhaps you need to do something differently 
If you haven't, start thinking about that. Start making that list for yourself. Because for a lot of us, we go through life repeating the exact same patterns over and over again with certain people and certain dynamics. And if we think about it, we've had this similar dynamic over and over again. Let's actually take some lessons learned and say, okay, if I'm experiencing these type of feelings around this type of situation and it's very reminiscent about this, I will excuse myself. I will shut it down. I will address it. I will fill in the blank. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I think for a lot of us, we're literally repeating on loop the same type of toxic dynamics in the same type of situations. And I truly believe that we will keep having the same situations reoccur until we actually decide to face it head on and deal with it. I truly believe that there's no other way because for a lot of us, we're literally being set up so that we can grow out of certain situations and that can't come as long as we're trying to operate in fear and worry and anxiety and avoidance. Again, if you really want to dive in deep into what I'm talking about, Amazing Attitude is the course that will help you examine some of these reoccurring patterns. But for the purposes of our time with one another, I'll just say that you deserve better than that. You deserve better than feeling as if you are repeating sim- similar toxic patterns. It could be with certain clients that you're interacting with. It could be with a family or friend. It could be, oh my goodness, I'm thinking right now a particular client who is telling me that every single Wednesday, for some bizarre reason, this particular person calls my client and just talks and talks about everything that's going right and makes her feel as if her business is going wrong and she should be doing this. And she, and while she's grateful for the advice and grateful for the information, she feels miserable about it in terms of I have no real control of the conversation. And that's a pattern that's being set up. And we talked about certain things that she can do to resolve it. But she really that felt powerless. And I said, no, let's stop right there. You're not powerless. You have the power to answer the phone. You have the power to listen to what she has to say. Now you have the power to control what you have to say in response. And we talked about what she can say in response so that she can be able to get more, gain information and learn how that she can communicate and not get sucked into somebody else's praise-a-thon 24-7 and that she can actually learn and then she can actually get some input and some val- and get her own value from the conversation as well. But I want you to know that you're not stuck in patterns too and you're not stuck in some bizarre loop of just listening to somebody else make you feel like crap or listening to somebody else talk about their own dramas or listening to s- or involving yourself in where someone's trying to make you feel like unworthy for whatever reasons or insecurities you have power you have so much resources within you and I want you to look and ask yourself what can you do in your power so that you can can gain control of yourself and the situation well let's repeat everything that we've talked about the first thing I want you to do is really ask yourself what did you learn about yourself did you learn about your own resource resourcefulness have you learned about what you can do differently what did you learn about 
perhaps you have some resiliency. What skill sets, what things have you learned? For a lot of us, we've been so stuck on victim mode that we completely forget about how capable and how able that we are. Secondly, I want you to ask yourself, were you setting that person up or situation up to be literally a replacement as God or the solution for all? Perhaps you didn't even, you thought that they were going to be doing something that they never even agreed to. Did you set up situations where you expected them to do way more than they even bargained for? And then lastly, what can you do differently now? How can you set yourself up for success in the future? Oftentimes we have these things repeat on loop because we haven't really learned through our lesson. And I want you to learn for your lessons. Tell me what you can do differently. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions or comments, write me at podcast at denisegeely.com. I'd love to talk with you about this and further. Well, That is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.